Welcome to Medicana Talk with Dr. Joe Rosado. This program seeks to educate you on topics having to do with medical cannabis. You'll have a better understanding of the industry, insight, and guidance on how cannabis is a safe and important innovation in medicine today. Now, here is your host, Dr. Joe Rosado. Hello, hello, world. This is Dr. Joseph Rosado coming to you live from not-so-sunny Deland, uh, Florida. We are pre-recording this show today because we've got Hurricane Dorian in our midst, and so as a result of that, we are watching ourselves and preparing. So we are doing a uh, pre-recorded show, so this will be uh, recorded and set up at a later date, which is scheduled for September 4th. Anyway, joining me today, as usual, um, my sidekick, Ed Pisani. Ed? Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm prepped for the hurricane. This is beautiful. And uh, my partner in crime and my <laughs> and one of my sponsors, the sponsor for the show, Cannabidiol Life, CEO founder, Mr. Chris Ryan Visser. Chris. Hey, world. How's it going? Happy to be here. Uh ready to shake up some hemp leaves with this new topic. <laughs> Outstanding. All right. Well, as always, I start out with a bit of an intro. So here we go. Um, the use of CBD oil is a popular trend touted as a remedy for everything from anxiety to nausea. But since it comes from the cannabis plant, is it really okay to try if you're pregnant? Uh, on August 29th, the U.S. Surgeon General made the following statement. I, Surgeon General Vice Admiral Jerome Adams, am emphasizing the importance of protecting our nation from the health risks of marijuana use in adolescence and during pregnancy. Recent increases in access to marijuana and in its potency, along with the mis- Perceptions of safety of marijuana endanger our most precious resource, our nation's youth. So this show we will be talking about is cannabis or CBD, cannabidiol, safe for the pregnant patient and or the breastfeeding patient. So gentlemen, hit me with your best shot. I I have a question. I want to start this off. My question is uh, very straightforward. Can medical cannabis or CBD actually cause an abortion? You, you didn't go for the light one, huh? You went. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, what up? Open it up, man. <laughs> okay. You went, you went way well, deep, my friend. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I would like to clarify that. Um, do you mean, like, will it cause an abortion or a miscarriage? Because... Uh, Let's, you know, let's just clarify where, you know. Yeah, the correct term would be a miscarriage because an abortion is a self-imposed way of terminating a pregnancy. Well, I guess it is. That, that is a question. Like if if I were, um, well, I'll never be a woman, but if I were a woman <laughs> and I did want to, like, get rid of said um, uh, issue, could uh, medical cannabis or CBD be an alternate solution to, like, get an abortion? Oh man, that's so deep, Doctor. Doctor, you're taking this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it will not cause an abortion. Um, can it cause a miscarriage? Well, remember, cannabidiol is an anti-inflammatory. And when I was practicing in the Dominican Republic, 
one of the medications that women would use to cause themselves a miscarriage was a very strong anti-inflammatory medication that they would take orally and insert intravaginally to get make its way into the uterus and cause the fetus from not from losing its implantation or being planted into the uterus mm-hmm. to just cause a spontaneous abortion also known as a miscarriage so the use of anti-inflammatory medication is quote-unquote contraindicated during a pregnancy so we're not allowed to prescribe um, ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, um, Naproxen, Aleve, any of those anti-inflammatories for fear that it may possibly cause a spontaneous miscarriage. However, in the state of Florida, CBD is allowed to be recommended to patients. We can give CBD to a pregnant patient and we can give CBD to a patient that's breastfeeding. We cannot recommend THC or um, the cannabis proper. So the state of Florida has allowed the recommending medical cannabis physicians to recommend CBD, but not THC. So that's a long-winded answer to saying maybe. Okay, so the uh, THC possibly can cause an abortion. CBD um, cannot cause an abortion. Um, no, I didn't say that. I said that. Okay, I'm, I'm remember, just trying to like remember, keep it in layman's terms. Yeah, remember, <laughs> they are both anti-inflammatories. They, they both have strong anti-inflammatory properties. So at very high doses, they can, the potential exists for there to be a spontaneous miscarriage or spontaneous abortion slash miscarriage. Therefore, the possibility exists. The probability is very low especially at the dosing that we we recommend. Um, you know, at Cannabidiol Life and myself in my practice, we recommend very, very low doses. Okay. So the probability is low. Is the possibility there? Absolutely. In medicine, two and two do not always equal four. So we have to be extremely cautious. And we rarely, if ever, give a yes or no answer simply because the body never reads the book doesn't read the book. So we cannot, you know, go out on a limb mm-hmm. on a lot of issues. And this is one of them. Um, the research right now that exists out there is predominantly related to THC. And we're going to be discussing that as we progress through the show. And you guys hit me with all your questions. Um, THC, all of the studies have been done with THC showing how THC can affect the fetus. Uh, but there's no demonstration or no research showing that it can cause spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. It's more directed as to what happens to the fetus once it is born and be, and it is a baby and the baby is born and it talks about all of the uh, sequela, all of the issues that come on afterwards. So um, that's that's my point on that and that's where we stand now. Is CBD helpful in other areas? Absolutely, because it does help with nausea. It does help with the vomiting. It does help with the anxiety. It does help with the mood. It does help with the insomnia, which are all symptoms uh, that women that are pregnant experience. 
Um, and so the use of CBD is better and a better alternative than some of the other medications, which are also given very cautiously because, again, anything can be linked by an attorney to causing a birth defect. And attorneys love to come after physicians, you know, 18, 20 years after the child is born, you know, oh, the child is having problems learning in college. Oh, well, it's because of how the child was delivered or medications the mother took or the mother was given during pregnancy. Let's go after the doctor. Let's go after the OBGYN 20 years later and sue him. So for that reason, we need to be very cautious. Okay. Chris, I'll let you ask a question because I just kind of dropped a bomb there. So. <laughs> you did. You definitely started this out with a bang. Um, well, so uh, I would like to touch in, and I don't want to put you on the spot, doctor, but one of the, one of the main things I know that we, that you and I, and um, we do a lot of dealings in Florida, um, and you're saying that it is allowed to be recommended in Florida. Uh, what about for the rest of the, I'm, I hate, again, I hate to put you on the spot, but what about the people around the world is it is is that the same kind of recommendation or is that loud is that because i mean i'd hate to just answer the question for florida do you yeah. know well in the united states um cbd is considered um pretty innocuous and legal in all 50 states and so it is allowed to be recommended um for patients that are pregnant and patients that are breastfeeding um and we'll talk about well i may as well talk about it now um, cannabinoids, the, we talk, we've talked in the past about the endocannabinoid system, and uh, breast milk contains cannabinoids. Hmm. Um, not, on, not only does it contain the uh, colostrum, which is what supports the child's immune system initially, because what's first produced in the breast milk is not really milk, it's colostrum, which is what stimulates and supports the child's immune system, because for the first six months of the, you know, the first few months of their lives, they, their immune system depends solely on their mom. And so, uh, as a result of that, um, it's important that they get that colostrum together with the colostrum. Then within that, the breast milk, there are cannabinoids, specifically anandamide and 2-AG, which are transmitted and transferred into the child for uh, immunity for uh, supporting their their system. So for that reason, um, CBD is an, is very positive, and and it's cool for moms to be on CBD while they're pregnant and while they're breastfeeding. I guess I yeah. I mean, I can I can kind of attest to that because um, I was blessed uh, with a little girl um, not even two years ago, and. Um, one of the things that we did for, for Jen, which is my wonderful significant other and mother of my child, um, she, whenever she had swollen ankles, I would rub our, our CBD salve and balm on her ankles and it reduced her swelling. Um, even when the baby was born, I would put some CBD on my finger. Uh, sorry, sorry not, not when she was born, but when she was teething, um, I would put some CBD on my finger and I would rub it on her gums. And I noticed very, very amazing results from, from both of those cases, from the balm on her ankles and then the CBD on the gums. 
And I can tell you, my little one is, uh, she's a little genius. She's a walking little genius. She's not even two years old, and she can sing the Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars. She knows how to uh, count from one through 20. She knows all of her ABCs. Um, and I know that uh, CBD is also a neuro generator, correct? So um, I, I, I've seen great results with my, with my child specifically. So That's awesome. Yes. Thank you for sharing your personal testimony because that's really the, the whole point of the show is, you know, educating the public but sharing our stories, sharing stories that I've experienced with my patients and uh, Chris, you sharing your stories with, you know, your child, your, your significant other, but also the, you know, 25,000 clients that follow you on your, on your website. Yes, yes, exactly. We get tons of feedback from from mothers, from from family members, uh, saying that I'm because whenever they ask questions, hey, you're selling CBD. Can, well, can I give it to my kid? Is it safe? Um, I always say that I'm. I recommend that uh, whenever someone asks me what is it safe for them for them to give it to their kids, I I am always extremely hesitant. I never like to say because I'm not a medical professional. I just have a lot of experience. So I always say for them to go speak with a medical marijuana professional, a cannabis expert in, uh, in getting some type of detailed information. Um, but we have tons and tons of great feedback from people who have bought from us, uh, you know, who are replacing CBD with Adderall and all these other things that they're giving to their kids that supposedly have ADHD. Hmm. And by the way, kids that are ADHD, like that's just because they're kids. I, 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 like we're, we're, you know what I mean? Like kids are supposed to get crazy. They're supposed to be wild. They're supposed to open up drawers. They're supposed to like tear things down because they don't know any better. That's them. That's their brain just trying to adapt to this beautiful brand new world that's around them, and they're slowly understanding things. So, um, but I have seen you know parents reach out to me, and they they they've said that they've seen great results supplementing CBD for Adderall and Ritalin, and that all those other harsh synthetics. Which we're going to talk about on our next show on children and cannabis and how um, cannabis helps children. So thanks for giving the audience a little taste of what's going to be happening when we get back. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, sounds very cool. Um, I I guess my question, Dr. Rosado, and also Chris, because I know you're both experts in this field and I'm kind of the newbie, uh, what are some common reasons pregnant women may want to consider a CBD supplement? Okay, well, according to Maggie Frank, a mom who is also the national educator for Plus CBD Oil, a CBD company in the United States, um, CBD, their products are used by women during pregnancy to help with a wide range of complaints, which I've mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Um, morning sickness, stress, anxiety, insomnia, sleeplessness, um, food aversions, as well as body aches and pains, together with the cramping, uh, the swelling inflammation in the legs, as Chris just mentioned with uh, Jen, his significant other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it does help with, with those conditions. Um, a review of 25 studies on the safety and efficacy of CBD did not identify significant side effects across a wide range of dosages. So it didn't matter what dose was used, there were no adverse events by using CBD. 
And yeah, so they use it, you know, for acute chronic dose regimens as well as various modes of administration, meaning oral, inhalation, topical. But go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that fact. So this is kind of like touching, uh, going back to our last episode where we talked about all the different types of CBD. You have your full spectrum, your broad spectrum, your uh, your CBD only, uh, you know, your pure CBD oil products. So this, so just to give better direction to all the listeners, uh, all of these studies, um, they're they're either when they're coming out negative, it's because there's a lot of THC involved. Mm-hmm. The studies that are showing positive are with just the CBD use only. So when it comes to a pregnant woman uh, debating or trying to get information or whether or not to give it to their uh, their very uh, like 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 a baby or a very young child, um, the research is showing on CBD only the the positive ones. Correct. So you should probably look for a a product that is pure CBD because of the lack of research with uh, either a broad spectrum and then but maybe just the negative research in the like potentially in a full spectrum oil. Do you, would you agree on that? It, precisely. Um, that's a great point. In fact, that was um, some of my, you know, my final thoughts and takeaway points um, that I was going to be discussing was, you know, when using cannabis, um, it's recommended that they use a CBD isolate, which is pure CBD, which I believe you have as a, as a product, right, Chris? Correct. Yeah, so it's just a CBD isolate, um, just, which just has CBD, doesn't have any of the other alphabet soup that we talked about on last episode, you know, the CBN, the CBG, uh, not even, no THC whatsoever. So if you want to use a CBD to be on the safe side, it's best to go with a CBD isolate rather than one of the others based on the, the research and the literature that's out there. Great, great, great. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. Well, that question pops up in my head. Um, so I knew that that would definitely be a great thing to just clear up. Yeah, once there are more studies done, and, you know, obviously outside of the United States, because in the United States, research is limited with cannabis, but once studies come in uh, from all over the world regarding this medication on women that are pregnant and or women that are breastfeeding, and we test the other phytocannabinoids, we'll have better information. But based on the information that we have right now, you know, full spectrum extracts contain all of the phytochemicals naturally produced in cannabis, while CBD isolate has had all of those compounds removed with the exception of CBD. So, so just uh, just to recap, because I know you use a really big word, and you know I'm not in the loop totally. A phytochemical is like a CBG or phytocannabinoid. Phytocannabinoid. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Cool. So, so that you're you're right. Uh, that's right. It's like the CBG, the CBN, the THCB, this THCA, the alphabet. Exactly. Our that's alphabet too. See, I'm learning. Like, it's only taking me, like, several months, but I'm slowly picking it up. <laughs> it's a whole other world. So definitely, uh, even though it's, you know, the, the joke about it's taking seven months, I mean, it took, me, it took me personally nine months to build 
uh, cannabidiol life up just on just the education standpoint. So that even though like it was a joke, it, that's not to truly start understanding. It takes it does take a lot of research on a lot of different levels. So don't feel bad if it actually does take you a long time to just fully understand. Um, and and uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. And thank you for like putting together your website with all the information about CBD, because that is very helpful, especially for an expectant mom. Damn, that's that was the goal, and I, I appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so um, I guess so, we can. Uh, I mean, I got I got a couple questions. Um, basically, with this, you know, this what did the health effects of cannabis and cannabinoids? Uh, the current state of evidence and recommendations for research. Um, there was an article uh, titled "The Prenatal, Perinatal, and." neonatal exposure to cannabis. Um, can you touch on that? Sure. That, um, one of the, our greatest sources of information came from the health effects of cannabis and cannabinoids, the current state of evidence and recommendations for research. And in there, they had an article which um, you just asked me, so good job doing your research. Um, and it was entitled Prenatal, Perinatal, and Neonatal Exposure to Cannabis. And in that article, it's it strictly spoke about smoking cannabis during pregnancy and how smoking cannabis during pregnancy, i.e. high THC, is linked to lower birth weight in the offspring. Also, the relationship between smoking cannabis during pregnancy and other pregnancy and childhood outcomes is unclear. So again, as I mentioned earlier, there's no clear yes or no answer okay newbie it's, question like oh shit go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> what why is that i mean i know you studied internal medicine and uh like why okay why, why? yeah why? why you ask because in the article entitled marijuana the endocannabinoid system and the female reproductive system which was published in 2016 there i hit you from the year <laughs> From the Yale Journal of Biological Medicine. Yes, I'm a walking encyclopedia. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> I've got a photographic memory. Sometimes it's a blessing, other times it's a curse. But all kidding aside, if you guys, if the radio listeners want to re find this article, it's entitled Marijuana, the Endocannabinoid System and the Female Reproductive System. And it was published in 2016 in the Yale Journal of Biological Medicine, where it states a carefully controlled regulation of the endocannabinoid system is required for successful reproduction. So uh, uh, an endocannabinoid system that's working at its optimum level will support fertilization and reproduction. However, the exogenous cannabinoids, the cannabinoids that come from the outside, those that are t ingested in oils or smoking that's found in marijuana or cannabis, may disrupt the delicate balance of the endocannabinoid system in the female's reproductive system. Every study thus far pertaining to cannabis and pregnancy deals with THC and not CBD. So as I mentioned earlier, all of the clinical trials, all of the research, all of the observational studies that are out there are solely linked to THC use, not CBD use. So all of the adverse events that you're seeing and all of the negativity and all of the negative propaganda is all related to the THC side of things, 
not CBD. Interesting. Interesting. Gotcha. Thank you. So, um, I mean, and I, I, I would, I would assume, right, that because all of these studies are be are being done on THC, that is what, you know, because CBD is coming from the same plants, and uh, you know, the alphabet soup is that. Would you say that uh, that's the hesitation of why, you know, medical cannabis physicians um, are, or or just in general, physicians in general are hesitant to even talk about CBD as, as a recommended, um, you know, a, a recommendation for their, for pregnancy? Exactly. It's, we make our recommendations and we treat our patients based on what's in the literature, what's in the research. We talk about evidence-based medicine. We practice medicine that is evidence-based. Now, do some of us, you know, fall out of the fold and push the outer limits and push the envelope? Yeah, we do. Um, because we, we use medications off-label all the time hmm. based on an observation. For example, um, a medication that's used for, for depression, an antidepressant medicine called Wellbutrin. That medication presently is being used not only for that, but in combination with another medication for weight loss, it's also used for uh, individuals that are wanting to quit smoking. So even though it came about as an uh, antidepressant, it's also used for these other conditions. And so based on the literature right now and for the lack of information in the scientific world, Physicians are leery about recommending CBD to their patients, um, to their pregnant patients. And so for that reason, it takes a few of us to kind of push the envelope and say, well, the state of Florida allows me to be able to do it. Therefore, I'm, I'm practicing under the umbrella of the Department of Health and the Board of Medicine that both have agreed that as a medical cannabis recommended physician, we can recommend CBD to a patient that is pregnant. Okay, so, well, we have about a minute or less left. I guess, uh, is there anything you want to take us out into the break with, Dr. Rosado? Just my contact information. If you have any questions regarding this topic or any of the other topics that we talked about, uh, go with uh, info at josephrosadomd.com. That's info at josephrosadomd.com. And you can ask me your question, or uh, you can reach out to Cannabidiol Life. Chris, what is your contact info? Yes, you can uh, reach me personally at chris at cannabidiolife.com. That is my email. Or, or just visit our website. There's over 50, 50 plus pages of medical information comprehensively for, for everyone who just needs some general information. And that's cannabidiolife.com, C-A-N-N-A-B. I-D-I-O-L-L-I-F-E.com. All right. All right. We'll see you after the break. Dr. Joseph Rosado was the first medical professional to recommend medical cannabis treatment in the greater Central Florida region. He has since become a sought-after medical cannabis expert in Florida and abroad. Learn his story and find out more about Dr. Rosado's book, Hope and Healing, The Case for Cannabis, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. 
as well as through the website, josephrosatomd.com. You can also schedule an individual or group consulting session with Dr. Rosato. That's josephrosatomd.com. You're listening to Medicana Talk. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to info at josephrosatomd.com. Now, back to Medicana Talk. Welcome back to Medicana Talk with Dr. Joseph Rosato, uh, Chris Visser and Ed Pisani. Gentlemen, say hello to those that just joined us. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm excited about the hurricane coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been preparing for five days here in Florida <laughs> for Hurricane Dorian, and we're about two days away from actually seeing her effects in, in our state. As of right now, yeah, she's beating the crap out of the Bahamas. So, uh, much love and prayers to our folk in the Bahamas that listen to our show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a question for you, Doctor Rosado, because you got into some really high end stuff before the break, and it was related to uh, recommending CBD and uh, pregnant patients. You got into some of the research, um, but you also mentioned there was kind of a lack of research being done. What are some of the reasons? why there's not research being done because I'm just like a noob in this. And yeah. I say that over and over again, but I'm kind of proud. I don't try to pretend like I know everything. Well, it, in general, it's very difficult to do uh, research or run clinical trials on uh, patients that are pregnant because many research institutions in uh, the, uh, re- the, insti- the investigational review boards or the IRBs, which are the ones that approve uh, clinical trials and, and research studies uh, generally do not approve studies to be done on pregnant patients. And so, also, I would I would assume that it's even it would even be very hesitant for a mother in general to right. even be like, yeah, you can, you, I'll, I'll be the guinea pig. I'll let I'll let myself in the the beautiful miracle inside my belly be, uh, you know, be an experiment. So. Uh, I can't. I can't see a lot of mothers openly ready to, to uh, you know, to say that they're the guinea pig of it. Exactly. And so between the institutional review board or the investigational review board and you know the moms not being you know being a little hesitant about getting involved, that's one of the major you know drawbacks for research on pregnant patients. Um, also, pregnancy makes it hard to account for all of the variables of the study because when a woman is pregnant, they are a completely different human being. And I'm sure, Chris, you will attest to this, and Ed, <laughs> you will attest to this because both of you have partners that have children. Absolutely, and I, for my own safety, I will say no comment to that. <laughs> <laughs> so because so many variables and so many things take place when a woman is pregnant, the, you know, enormous surge in hormones and everything else, it's extremely difficult to hone in and tie into one specific area. Also, best research takes place over long periods of time. We know that a pregnancy lasts, you know, 40 weeks. And so 
40 weeks is an insufficient amount of time to really get a true handle of what's happening and what occurred. Therefore, it's a challenge because you're limited to the amount of studies. And then to do follow-up studies on those offspring, you're looking at an inordinate amount of cost because now you're having to follow this individual, you know, through 18 years of their life to demonstrate that this product that their mother took while they were while the mom was pregnant had zero issues for 18 years of their life. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that how how the complications of uh, or, or or just testing, right? It's not just during the pregnancy. It's it's now okay. Well, now we have to monitor the child. Uh, is the child experiencing great results, bad results, uh, average results? Um, so yeah, I, I can see that we're we're definitely years and years away from from figuring out or testing this at a larger scale. And again, it's I can't see that happening anytime soon, just for the uh, the whole guinea pig reason I mentioned before. Right, but also, and you also have to take into consideration that you know what else, like what was what was their socioeconomic status, what was their, how did they feed themselves while they were pregnant. Did they do their prenatal testing? Did they take their prenatal vitamins? You know, even you know, while in the clinical trial, you know, it's a very strict um, protocol, and they have to adhere to that protocol at to a hundred percent. And so, yeah. it's the really really challenging. The variables outside of a clinical re uh, research is definitely yeah, um, it's just way way too many. So yep. yeah, absolutely. Because all I'm thinking about right now is Doritos and Ho-Hos. Like, so. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so. Anyway, so back, back on track. What are the other, okay. other reasons? Um, uh, do you have any other um, things you want to share about that question for the lack of research? Well, just that, that, you know, there's not a whole lot of research. And so, you know. Um, despite the lack of research on the use of CBD during pregnancy, there are virtually no examples of research to draw on that suggests that the compound is unsafe. So there's nothing, you know, and, and now I'm playing devil's advocate, you know, just because it, 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 there's no studies showing that it's unsafe. Therefore, if there's nothing to say it's safe and nothing to say it's unsafe, then why not use it? And so that's what, you know, causes some of us doctors to kind of push the envelope that, okay, there's nothing that says, they, they say that it's uncertain, but there's nothing that shows up that says CBD is unsafe, then why not? And since the state of Florida allows me to do that and 50 states, you know, and other 49 states and U.S. territories allow for us to do, to do that, then why not do it? Hmm. That's they just got to You just got to get both all, all parties involved and all parties understanding the risks, but also the potential benefits and uh, you know decisions between yeah, the doctor, we, and doctor and patient. Yeah, we have a very strong um, informed consent form in our office that we have all of our patients sign. That was drawn up by the Florida Department of Health in conjunction with the Florida Board of Medicine. And so because of that, that we give that to every one of our patients. And so that allows us 
to recommend the medication to the patients because they've read the informed consent, initialed every point, and signed it at the end in front of witnesses. So that kind of you know protects us in our ability to do what we do. But the, the key point is CBD is an excellent option to try before escalating to some of the more harmful pharmaceutical options that we prescribe in place of the CBD. So rather than giving the medications for nausea, you know, when, when the mother of my twins was, was pregnant with, with my twins, you know, she was throwing up, you know, 20 to 30 times a day. She wow. had, yeah, she, she suffered with hyperemesis gravida, which is excessive throwing up or excessive vomiting during pregnancy. And they put her on an anti, um, anti emetic or a medication to control the nausea and the vomiting. And her OB was giving her that. Well, her OB went on vacation and the OB that was taking over his practice while her OB was out of town, mm-hmm. she ran out of medications and she needed a refill. And so I contacted the office and he's like, well, I don't feel comfortable refilling that. And I'm like, she's been getting it for the past two months. What do you mean <laughs> you don't feel comfortable refilling that? And he's like, well, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with that medication. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, your partner has been writing this prescription for her. So if there's an issue, everyone in the practice is going to be at risk because everyone that's in the group is going to be suffering if there is a lawsuit. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, okay, no problem. I'll I'll go ahead and uh, I'll refill that medication. Hmm. Oh man. It's crazy. Definitely, definitely an odd situation to have to deal with. That's for sure. But But I like, I like, I, I just like the idea of, um, no synthetic <coughs> inside of our bodies. Um, I know that's a very crazy statement given the fact that our entire life as we know it is all based around medications. And if you're sick, you take this. If you're sick, you take this. But at the end of the day, CBD goes after the system of, of, uh, of our problems. So like if there's a nausea issue, well, doctors in, in today's medicine, they're going to give you a nausea medication. They're not going to, and that's a synthetic uh, with chemicals. They're going to, they're going to go after the nausea. But they're not going to go after what causes the nausea. It goes after taking away the nausea. So hmm. that's what I love about CBD. It's that it helps the system of which is causing the problem, not the symptom. And it's and it's an all natural solution too. So that's where right. that's where uh, CBD is just so amazing. You know, it's kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's, it's kind of interesting because I was watching the morning news, and this week uh, Johnson and Johnson got ordered to pay like a half a billion dollars um, for the opioid stuff. So by you saying that, um, it just made made that come to my mind because I know this is an alternative solution that uh, kind of avoids people from having to use an opioid. Absolutely, without exactly. a doubt. No. So, doctor, um, give. I would like for you, if you don't mind. So let's say there's a, you know, I'll just use my sister as an example. Let's say my sister is pregnant and, um, you know, let's also say that she has no medical health insurance. She has, uh, she has nowhere to turn, but she is very confident in using CBD. Uh, but she also just wants to know, hey, what, what, what's the best way to go about this? I, I do not want to go see a doctor. 
by even though it's, I would never recommend that, I would recommend everyone go see a doctor. But hypothetically speaking, let's say there's a scenario: woman has no medical insurance, no support system, no this, no that, and she wants to start, you know, taking CBD while pregnant. Uh, what are what, what would you say are 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 the steps, safety steps to go about this? Okay, well, the mantra in, in the cannabis world and cannabis medicine is start low and go slow. So start mm -hmm. at a low dose, and uh, we recommend, you know, starting at, you know, 2.2 milligrams or 2 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. Right, Chris? That's what you, you've written on our website? Yes, uh, that article is still not completely done because I, I, I'm I'm going real, really, really, really in depth with it. I'm going to uh, weight factors. I'm going to uh, well, are you taking it uh, smoking as a as a digestible or a topical? I'm going really, really in depth. So it's not live yet, but it's going to be live very, very soon. Um, okay, but, but the goal is yeah. But the goal is start low and go slow and build up um, and titrate up every five days. So, um, you know, typically I start patients at, you know, the range in the research out there is anywhere between less than one milligram per kilogram of body weight to 50 milligrams per kilogram for body weight per day. So we err and go on the, on the end of the low end. So we start low, we go slow. Step number one. Number two, consult with the OB. You know, even though they may not know what's going on, and she may not have insurance, but she has to have an OB to be following her care. So she needs to be open with the OB and let him or her know that she is using CBD and for what reason she's using the CBD, okay? Uh, she needs to keep track of um, the dosage that she's using and the progress that she's making. You know, when, when she's feeling nauseous, she puts you know, a, a few drops under her tongue, and that helps with the nausea. Or she's having, you know, uh, mood changes or insomnia, and she takes some before bed and she falls asleep. She needs to keep track and a log of that. And also, always, please, use high-quality products. Please, as we've mentioned on so many occasions, do not go to your local gas station or the, your flea market and purchase your CBD there. Get it from a reputable source. Make sure that they have their COAs or the certificate of analysis. Um, you know, and make sure that you're getting a high quality product. You know, fortunately, Cannabidiol Life has taken steps to make sure that they send their stuff out for third party testing, and make they make sure that what is in the bottles is on the label and is in their certificate of analysis. In fact, Chris, share the story about the lady that went to your office this past week and um, who's a consultant and travels the world and going to different CBD stores and share with the people what she shared with you. Well, um, number one, her name, this lady, her name is Jessica Arendt, and I have to give her all the credit in the world because she deserves it. She travels the world. She travels the nation just consulting uh, cannabis businesses on how to be lab-oriented. Just know that we aren't just in the business to be a business, that we are, uh, we need to look at ourselves as a, as a, 
as medicinal. Whether whether we have a medical doctor, whether this, whether that, if you're selling CBD, you have to have the mindset of being medicinal. So whatever whatever steps that you can take um, within your product, just have that have that as your underlying base. That's your found that that's your foundation. So if you aren't taking the necessary step to be a medicine, you know that's that's coats, uh, masks, hair nets, all these different things. Um, well, you're you're not you're not doing it right. So you need to find you need to find a company that does it that that, that adheres to those types of levels of uh, protecting your products and ma- making sure that it's super high quality at all times. Um, she absolutely loved what we were doing. Uh, she loved the fact that we had not just third party tests, but we also have an in-house, uh, which is a, a very, very high technology. We have an in-house cannabis potency testing to make sure that all of our, pro- our products are not just third party tested because there's always human error um, that we then take an extra step of care and then do it in-house as well. That's awesome. So it's kind of like a double, triple verification but from harvest to bottle to third party and then one last time before it hits the shelf that we do it in-house and that's just a verification 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 and that's and that's kind of like what we want to do because uh that way there's no gray area it's all black and white it's either high quality or there's no quality Hmm. that's our model yeah because a lot of the products that are being sold in you know health food stores gas stations flea markets you know, have heavy metals, pesticides, have solvents, have organic contaminants, and many times don't even have the amount of CBD that's supposed to be in there per the label. So, you know, there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of misguided information. So it's extremely important that you get a high-quality product. As I mentioned earlier, um, stick with the CBD isolate just to be on the safe side um, since we are stepping outside of the box let's stick with a product that has demonstrated no issues thus far and that is a straight pure CBD product which would be the CBD isolate uh, and that yeah. and, yeah. and uh, just because I, I mean uh, I wasn't planning on doing this but I, uh, since we brought her up Jessica Arendt I mm-hmm. I I love this woman so much because of what she has been done to the for this industry that I want I want other people to know if you are an owner of a cannabis company CBD company whatever the case and you just don't know what to do which way to turn absolutely reach out to Jessica she will help you um, structure your business she'll give you guidance uh, that's what she does for a living so if you need to find Jessica um, her name is Jessica Rent and you can find her at promisahemp.com that's P as in Paul R O M as in man, E as in egg, S as in uh, Sam, A as in apple, hemp, H-E-M-P dot com, promisa hemp dot com. Definitely recommend it. All right. Well, shout out to Jessica Arendt if you're listening. Um, thank you for everything you're doing for the hemp and cannabis industry. Absolutely. Well, um, so... I love I love I love this information that we're doing here. Um, uh, what? So, I mean, there's so there's just like so many questions that I have, or, or not questions, but I feel like that that, that need to be answered. Um, what What would you say are like the main things that 
if a woman decided during pregnancy that she, you know, CBD is something she wants to try, right? It's absolutely, it's something she wants to try. She wants to be a part of it. She believes in it. Uh, what are the main things that she should be doing, keeping track of throughout this entire system? Okay, well, as we mentioned, you know, start low, go slow, and keep track of the dose that you start at, and then keep a log of how often you increase the dose and what symptoms, you know, you're working with. So if you're experiencing nausea or vomiting, you know, on a scale zero to 10 at the end of the day, you know, how was your nausea? How was your vomiting? How many times did you vomit? Um, you, what's your sleep on a scale of zero to 10? How's your cramps? How's your pain on a scale of zero to 10? And keep a log of that. Um, so, you know, how much are you taking? How did your symptoms feel today? And I use a very simple zero to 10 scale. Um, what symptoms improved after taking CBD? What symptoms did not improve? What has gotten worse? Um, what side effects have you experienced? Because that lets me know, hey, this may not be for you. And so it's important that you communicate with me and let me know, look, doc, I took this and, get, and I got diarrhea, which has happened. You know, I've had some patients that have taken some CBD oil and they'll come in and say, you know, doc, you know, it worked great, but I had really bad diarrhea. And it was later we found out that it was the solvent that was used the oil that was used in the bottle to, you know, mix the CBD with that caused the diarrhea. And so it's like, okay, we need to change to a different product line that doesn't have that type of, of fat in it. And so we have to change a product to avoid that. Um, and of course, you know, which CBD product did you take and which ties in with the point I just made, you know, adverse effect, what products are you using? And let's see if we need to switch the product that you that you purchased and transfer you to a different product or a different ratio or something else. Gotcha, gotcha. Definitely, definitely. Data is very important when it comes to uh, bringing in something new like a holistic treatment and, uh, in, in, into someone's new diet. Uh, data is, is kind of what makes the world go around. Data is what's going to give us the thumbs up or the thumbs down, if you will. Uh, as far as a potential new uh, treatment, quote unquote. So, um, I, I I couldn't agree more with you. Thank you. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Well, Ed, you've been kind of quiet. You do you have one final question? We've got. I mean, two I, more I, I guess the other extreme is I asked at the beginning of the show, like about abortion. Um, can CBD or medical cannabis actually be used as for someone that's trying to get pregnant to help them get pregnant? Is that even possible? Oh, man. Interesting. <laughs> you always go for the deep ones. Well, as, <laughs> Sorry. Had you, well, no, I did say it earlier in, one of, in, in the, uh, the, the uh, research article that was published in Yale. It talked about how the endocannabinoid system, a balanced endocannabinoid system, does help with the female reproductive system. Therefore, that's homeostasis. That's, yes. I mean, that's, that, that, that's homeostasis. That's it. Keeps your body in homeostasis or promotes a homeostasis, a homeostasis balance. That means your body is running the way that it should be. And if anybody's having complications with, with anything that they're doing in their daily life, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, their symptoms, their, their, their well-being. Are they stressed out? Do they have depression? Do they have any of these things? Well, that's because your body's not in homeostasis. So that makes complete sense, uh, doctor, hearing you just, you know, say that is, is absolute. I, I mean, I'm not going to comment on it as far as will it help you? Will, will it help you be pregnant? I can't comment on that. But what I can say is, well, what are what, what promotes a good pregnancy? What promotes some what promotes a perfect well-being so that your systems are all running in place? Well, CBD promotes that. So if there's complications within someone's body, uh, well, you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm kind of implying without saying it? <laughs> well, exactly. And, and, and by maintaining everything in a balanced state and everything's working the way it's supposed to work, then if everything's working the way it's supposed to work, then it will support all bodily functions, and we will leave it at that. Okay, so it possibly being the newbie that like is going to use layman terms because I'm not a doctor or anything like that. Um, if your body's in homeostasis and you do take this type of stuff, there is a possibility it can help you get pregnant. But you're not going to say that because you're a doctor. It's, it's not going to help I'm not you a doctor, get so you know, yeah, it's not going to help you get pregnant, but it's not going to keep you from getting pregnant either. Okay. There you go. All right. There it is. <laughs> last question. Very last cool. Question. Do we have time? Very have time cool. We got question. We got time for one last question. Yes. All right. So what? I mean, just just cap it off for us, Doc. Like, what? What are your final? What's your final thoughts regarding the use of CBD during pregnancy? Just lay it on us. Final thoughts. Well, well, as we've mentioned, there are many reasons why a pregnant mother may want to give CBD a try. Uh, this compound is useful for common side effects experienced by pregnant women. We've discussed, you know, muscle cramping, abdominal pain, headaches, insomnia, anxiety, and nausea, um, swelling of the feet and ankle, getting the famous cankles, you know, all of those. The safety of CBD during pregnancy is taken with a lot of caution and with good reason. We don't have any reliable studies to prove or disprove the safety of this compound on the developing fetus. Therefore, I strongly recommend that if you do use it, heed to our recommendation. Get a good, reliable product, monitor how much you're taking of it, keep a log and a journal of what you're using and how you're using it, keep track of your symptoms, communicate with your physician so that everyone is on the same page. Um, the best course of action is to remain cautious when using CBD oil. This is the case with all supplements. So it's not only with CBD. It's anything that you take during pregnancy. Be mindful, be cautious of what you take. Keep a log of everything that is happening to your body and in your body. And always communicate that with your doctor. Sweet. I love it. Okay. Well, so, I think that was I think that was one of the be better, better closings uh, that, that we've had. That was definitely great, straightforward guidance um i guess just before we sign off if it's okay with you uh you know i i'm always here to help i'm always here to answer questions those are a b i d i o l l i f e dot com and uh my personal email is chris at cannabidiolife.com and um i give it to you guys hand it over perfect and my contact information is info at josephrosadomd.com that's info at josephrosadomd.com. And our phone number is 
866-763-7991. Until next week, uh, be safe, and hopefully Dorian will take good care of us. Ed, sign us off. This has been a great episode. I really appreciate uh, having a chance to learn from both of you. And uh, be safe, guys. And uh, to all listeners out there, I hope you have a great uh, week this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Medicata Talk. Please join Dr. Joe Rosado for another edition of our program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you'd like to learn more about medical cannabis, we invite you to go to Amazon.com to purchase Dr. Rosado's book, Hope and Healing, The Case for Cannabis. Have a great week.